Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Roy's Rocket Radio, recorded on Monday the 13th of April 2015. And the time is just after the end of Game of Thrones, so it's around 10-ish. Uh, this is episode 77, and this is our special Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, so let's just start off with the uh, latest clip, just to give us a bit of atmosphere. Lannister. Baratheon, Stark, Tyrell, they're all just spokes on a wheel. This one's on top, then that one's on top, and on and on it spins, crushing those on the ground. So that was the last trailer that was available online before tonight's episode. And, uh, well, wow, it's, it, it feels like it's been quite a wait. Um, but it has, you know, it hasn't been that long. Uh, so, yeah, we'll devote this, compl- this episode completely to GOT. And uh, quite a good start. So, but let's recap a bit with last season so we know where we are. Uh, so, what are the high points of last season? Well, the wildlings uh, eventually allied with the giants riding mammoths in that great big battle that I really enjoyed, and I think everyone else really enjoyed. Uh, the other high point, well, or low point, depending on how you look at it, I suppose from Joffrey's point of view it's not good. Uh, Joffrey was murdered by someone. Um, the suspicion is that it was Tyrion. And please, if you've read the books, don't tell me who it was, because I just want to follow what's happening on the screen. Uh, Tywin was murdered by Tyrion with a crossbow. And I, I'm trying to think, I, that was probably the last episode, but just uh, the, the other the other big thing that happened was that great big uh battle that was brewing up all season long uh, between the Mountain and the Red Viper. Uh, with a red viper um, actually winning, uh, but being killed by the... Uh, well, no, actually, they both lost. I mean, they both kind of died. <laughs> uh, and now Cersei seemed... She had a conversation with... Uh, I can't remember what they call magicians in, in Game of Thrones, but anyway, she, she had a conversation with a dubious-looking uh, magician or sorcerer, who has said that he can probably bring uh, the mountain back with necromancy, uh, which seems to be a quite an exciting added bit of fantasy magic to the uh, to the show. Um, what I'm wondering, and it hasn't yet been answered by this first episode, is how they can possibly top. Uh, season four, which was, you know, amazing. Uh, and, well, so far, it, it hasn't really done that, because we've had no uh, explosive set pieces to uh, start off the season, nothing like that. Um, all, all we've really done is caught up with the main characters. So, and, and, oh, I've got to tell you, if you're listening to this, you've still got time to turn it off, but there are going to be spoilers. Uh, 
Um, so Tyrion. Uh, all right, I'll give you a moment. I'll give you a moment to do that. All right, okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, spoilers commence. So Tyrion has been shipped off to somewhere warm by Varys, uh, who wants to join up with Daenerys. Uh, Tyrion doesn't seem to be interested in anything but drowning himself in booze, and who can really blame him after what happened to him last season? Um, Daenerys in Marine, that the that kingdom or, or city that she's taken over, is starting now to be met with resistance from uh, a sinister. Organization, uh, I don't know, I suppose a terrorist organization almost. Um, but the biggest event in the first episode, and I, yeah, I'm not going to give that much away, but there is um, most of the, uh, the intrigue happens at the wall, uh, and it's you know what happens between. Jon Snow, Stannis Baratheon, and Mance Raider. Yeah, but I don't have to go into it in that great detail. You know, so it's kind of a delicate thing skirting around what you can and can't say. I want to make sure that people are still interested in watching it if they haven't seen it yet. And yet I need to talk about it. So, I don't know, kind of stuck in the middle somewhere. Uh... All in all, though, I would say it's a good start. It's not too slow, but it's not particularly wow either. I think, like I said, the the problem is, season four, um, they had such big set pieces. And obviously over the course of the whole show, uh, of the whole uh, various seasons, I'm getting mixed up with seasons and series. You know, if... <laughs> Because we're saying everything the American way now, and it's an American, well, uh, an American production. Season. Or series. I, I don't know. Now I've lost track. Oh yeah, well, I, yeah, like I was saying, <laughs> God, this is so unprofessional. But like I was saying back over the whole season, we've had so many interesting, and uh, well, not interesting, but explosively... Uh, action-packed set pieces that it's hard to, you know, whenever there's something good um, and just interesting like this episode, um, you kind of think, uh, well, where's the great big battles? Where, where are the giants? I, after f watching the first episode, what I really want to do is go back and watch Blackwater, the battle battle for the at the wall, and of course the mountain versus the red viper. But I probably won't do that. Not yet, anyway. Um, another bit of news, uh, and more on a personal level. I my mum my mum contacted me, and she said that yeah, she said that she'd seen the clips on my blog of Game of Thrones, and she now wants to watch the uh, the whole show. She wants to box set the whole show, and I've said yeah, we can we can arrange that. But, you know, you're not watching it with... <laughs> you have to watch that on your own. So, it's it, it's definitely the kind of show that seems to appeal to, to everyone. Back to Game of Thrones. Yeah, and uh, like I was saying, please, please don't spoil it for me if you do read the books. Because I'm now... I have flicked through the earlier George R. R. Martin books 
in the series, and they're very dense, and they're very dialogue-heavy and political, and I, I, I honestly think I prefer the TV show, um, which is rare for me. I usually like the, the books that TV shows are based on, or even the spin-off novels. I remember reading a Vondekate uh, McIntyre um, adaptation from Star Trek The Search for Spock, I think, way back. And I really enjoyed the book. Um, I, I thought it was almost better than the the movie, but in this instance, I, I don't know, I'm not so sure. Not that I want to take away anything from George R. R. Martin, who has actually done uh, a sterling piece of work. But, yeah, I'll stick with the uh, the TV show. The other thing I found out while during the build-up to the new season, or I didn't find out, it was kind of old news, apparently Jack Gleason, who played King Joffrey, announced his retirement from acting last year. Uh, so this is pretty old news. He addressed the... I think it was the Oxford Student Union, and he had this pre-prepared... Uh, well, I can only call it a lecture. He, he he basically lectured the other students, and he, being quite academic and a student himself, it it it, it was very long-winded and and very uh, deep and thoughtful. And he, well, in in a nutshell, it took him an hour to say this, but he just said he didn't like the fame. And then it was reported later that he was going to pursue a career in academia. But now, apparently, he's, he's changed his mind again. And he's not doing that, but he is still retiring from acting. The thing is, though, and, I, you know, he's not that old. I'm going to be charitable enough to let him change his mind again. But the thing is, he has proved that he's not half you know, not not a bad actor. He, he's a very good actor, actually. And if you took fame out of the question, I, I'm sure he'd still be acting. Uh, and the point I'm trying to make is, like, you know, I kind of refuse to believe that you're obliged to be a celebrity in order to be an actor. I, I think that's just, you know, it's just, I, I don't know what to call it, really. I think some people are drawn, some actors are drawn to celebrity, but I think a lot of it is to do with uh, personal branding and marketing as well. So, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. I think, my, my bet is that he will pop up in something else, that he hasn't given up acting for good. Uh, but if he has, you know, I wish him well. Uh, you have to do what you want to do. The other thing is that... Game of Thrones is really a once-in-the-lifetime thing, in any case, you know. I, I'm pretty confident, given the huge cast and crew, that for many people working on the show, especially uh, the, 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 the huge cast rather than the, uh, the, the production team, who I'm sure will go on to other things, but it's such a huge cast that I, I think that this will probably be, for some of the actors, the biggest thing that they will ever do. So perhaps Gleason won't be alone in swapping careers, if that's what he actually does after Game of Thrones. <clears throat> I'm sorry about that, I've got a throg in my throat. A frog, not a throg. Well, what's a throg?
Okay. Okay, and next. Right, so apart from the show starting today, and I've left this till the end because it is the biggest news, and the biggest news is the leak. What happened was, on actually a few hours before the Sunday premiere in the US of the, the new season, so we get it a day after the US, but I'll come on to that in a, in a minute. So a, f- a few hours before the premiere of the season of Game of Thrones in the US, the first four episodes were leaked, and they became available uh, on various file-sharing sites. But this time, you can't really blame file-sharing. That's not the problem. The problem really is the stupid marketing and staggered release model that uh, HBO are using. I think it's just idiotic, and I've been harping on about this for for years. Well, Game of Thrones has been on uh, for a couple of years now, and I just think it's completely insane. What they, for a start, to to avoid spoiling the show for half the audience, they really should have a global release for for each season. Uh, a global simultaneous release. The, the US should not have Game of Thrones a day before us in, well, in the UK. The next thing is, and they really compounded the error this year, is they had, well, for, I don't know if they've done this before, probably they have, but they had a, they had a premiere that was some time before, well, released to the, the public. And I think that was a mistake because inevitably you're going to get rumours starting and uh, little bits of spoilery plot giveaways coming out. But I, you know, I I think and I think they've been quite cynical about that. They wanted, well, as far as the premiere goes, they wanted to generate a buzz. But still, that's you know, that's it's not really necessary in my opinion because Game of Thrones is. It, well, it's the biggest thing on TV. The only other thing that I can think of almost as big as Big Bang Theory, but that's, you know, that's a much smaller production cost, and it's a smaller show, smaller cast, smaller everything. But yeah, I, I, I think that was a terrible mistake. The, the next mistake they made was, and I've read this somewhere, that they distributed pre-screening DVDs to a whole bunch of people all around the world. They they gave these DVDs out and they were supposed to keep control of them and that hasn't happened. So it's not as if you can blame some guy in Sweden watching Game of Thrones on cable, ripping it from the cable and sticking it up on a file sharing site. This time it's... No, it's almost an internal job. Well, that's probably taking it a bit too far, but someone they trusted leaked leaked the material. So who's to blame this time? And, you know, this is going to be big news because with the first four episodes leaked, it's left a lot of people in a dilemma. Do they uh, just turn off their internet for the next month, hoping that they don't accidentally read something about, you know, read something that will spoil their enjoyment? 
yeah, it's it's a tricky one, and I, I, I don't know where it's going to go from here. I think I'll be definitely checking up on development to see if they ever found out who leaked the uh, show. But I've got to think, you know, it's a pretty serious problem. And this time, the, you know, HBO have only got themselves to blame. So that's about it for Game of Thrones, the first episode. I don't think I can really talk anymore because I've given away a bit of a spoiler, which things that shouldn't really damage your and uh, you know your enjoyment of the first episode and at least I waited until the first episode actually aired in the UK and well anyway we'll have we'll have updates as the show continues but I just thought it would be nice to celebrate the first episode of season 5 in the UK with its own exclusive little special edition of Roy's Rocket Radio So, you know, really thanks for listening. I think we can end with a bit more of the the trailer, and then we'll go straight into the theme. So this was Roy's Rocket Radio, recorded on Monday the 13th of April 2015. This is episode 77, the special edition celebrating the return of Game of Thrones to the UK. I hope you catch the next podcast, and, and thanks for listening, and bye for now. Bye! Asperatian is an army at Castle Black. He means to take the north. This is the time, and I will risk everything. Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can learn to live with the wildlings. We can add them to the army of the dead. You are the few. We are the many. We serve the gods, and the gods demand justice.